Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to She Podcast today, where we are going to have a very lively discussion about the news that's going on in podcasting. That's right. Talking about Spotify. We have lots to discuss and go over. You may have opinions about this topic already. That's okay. You can feel free to share them if you want with us at feedback at shepodcast.com. If you already want to start with that, I get it. That's fine. If you already want to start with that. What's that? You don't even want me to start with it? No, I said if you already want to start with that is what you said. If you already want to start in, like, go ahead. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you already want to start shit, send it in. I would say comment if you're watching live. That's totally fine. You can have try and have a discussion with us while we're recording and we'll do our best to respond. But yeah, so just to catch you all up, this weekend, over the weekend, Neil Young decided that he was not going to be on a platform that both paid and encouraged a podcast that was misleading and giving false uh, medical information. He pulled his music off of Spotify. Joni Mitchell followed shortly after. And then a bunch of podcasters, too. I saw Brene Brown was pulling. A lot of them are pulling their stuff off of Spotify. And every post that I saw... There are people in the comments going, hey, man, free speech is free speech. And um, that's not exactly true. But there are some nuances to this that Elsie and I want to discuss. So let's, I guess, dive right into it. Why don't we start first with the sponsor of our episode? Yes. Should we? Could we? We could and should. Could okay. we? Yes, we should. Could we? We should. Should we? Yes. Okay. Should then we? let's do it. Yes. Okay. Before we get started, let's thank Linktree for sponsoring this episode. And Linktree is something that I think almost every single influencer that I know uses because it's a better way to share links with your followers. All the copy pasting, go here, go there. Um, oh, it's, it's silly. It's nonsense. It's a thing of the past. Thanks to Linktree. I'm giggling <laughs> about. With Linktree, creators, brands, and businesses can build custom launch pads for their digital lives. You can share links, embed videos, direct your fans to a store, collect tips, all in a single place. So if you go to Linktree.com, you can get three months free of Linktree Pro with the coupon code SHEPODCAST. So go to Linktree.com, coupon code SHEPODCAST. Do it right now. Goodbye. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay. We're back. We're back. <laughs> and on and on we go. Elsie, do you want to start with the stuff on top here or? We can start. Let's just start talking about all in line here. So the first thing right. is, Terry, we got a little bit of feedback last week where we went on a tangent for the entire episode and we never <laughs> addressed her question. She had asked about the difference between Riverside.fm versus StreamYard. So what are the benefits? What are the differences? Can you use either or either of them inside of Patreon? So those were some questions that she had in there. All right. So I can answer the majority of the questions here, except for the functionality inside of Patreon, because I haven't been inside of that platform for quite a while. So I'm not sure what they what whatever the output they support is, but I'll talk you through some of the quick stuff in there. So Riverside FM is one of the best platforms if you are looking to repurpose your video conversations for a, a more intricate, a more beautifully produced show, a mm -hmm. video show for YouTube. So it's a fantastic choice if you are happening to be doing like a, an interview show that you really want to up level on YouTube and you want to have some fantastic uh, video that you're going to work on. Somebody's going to work to repurpose this uh, video for you and you need to have clean faces, like, you know, in the same way that clean, fresh face. Like the way that we're doing double enders right now, I'm recording my track, Jess is recording her track. We then send those tracks over to John and then John puts it together and he edits our show. So with Riverside FM, does that with the addition of separate tracks for your video, which is fantastic when you're looking to cut through two reactions and so that everybody looks great. At this point in time, what you see here, like let's say talking about StreamYard here, with StreamYard, you see this video that you see right in front of you, for those of you who are here in the live chat or are possibly watching this as a replay, 
whenever we finish, when we're done recording, we get to download this video that you are seeing. We do not get one separate track of Jess, one separate track of Elsie. It's all in one go. And this is essentially what you'll get. So if we were to say, oh my gosh, let's do an edit of our video for Instagram Live, we wouldn't be able to do that. I mean, we would, but not, you know, in the vertical side with like Jess and I on the bottom and then the top, you know, how you can like do that kind of thing. Um, We wouldn't be able to do that because we don't have the clean file. It would actually just have to be this and Mm -hmm. stay this way. So Mm -hmm. Riverside FM is fantastic for that. StreamYard is great for live streaming. Again, this is fantastic for being able to get an account and be able to go live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and all of these different places at the same time. They also have really up-leveled what they can do in the back end. So you can actually create little folders with your branding in there. Let's say I'm doing you know, she podcasts with Jess and then Jess is going to do maybe like a, a live Q&A inside of She Podcast and she wants to have her own colors and her own branding for the She Podcast group. She can actually, we can have a Jess area. Same thing for me. I can have a special little place for my special branding that I want to do. Or maybe like Jess and I are going to be recording, um, re-recording actually She Podcasting School for Women course the course itself again. So we can actually put all of that branding inside of StreamYard and then we can come in here and we can really quickly record it and use the branding specifically that we've we've designed. So it's really great. There's music in here now. They've allowed for hotkeys in here now. You're able to bring in guests very easily in here now. So there's all of these wonderful things that you can have inside of StreamYard for that. Now, the output of that, though, is essentially one file. Um, unless you up-level one more tier and you can get split tracks for your guests if you pay more. So that depends on the kind of thing that you want to get out of that. So you'll get be able to, to download separate tracks for that. I don't know about the video. John, do you know about the video? If you can export separate tracks for the video on StreamYard. No, you can't. It's just this video, yes. Okay, yeah. All right. So it's only the audio that you get separate tracks for, and then you do not get separate tracks for the video. Those are some of the differences. I think StreamYard for, again, for creating a little bit more of a produced, I'm I'm using air quotes here, a produced show. It's a better experience for streaming and for audio podcasting. Now, if you have want to repurpose then going with Riverside FM is a great thing. Now, when it comes to Patreon, if you can stream directly to Patreon using Facebook Live or YouTube, like a a private YouTube link, which is what most people click through when they were coming in here, then yes, you can actually use StreamYard and you can can create something inside of uh, Patreon. But I'm actually not sure even with that because I don't know enough about the Patreon thing. So I hope that that helps you, Terry. And I believe, I don't know what the use case is for you. So if it is post-production, go to riverside.fm, especially because it's really great at video. If it's about streaming and getting something, set it and forget it and make it as easy as possible, you can go to StreamYard for that. So, yay. All right. All right. Moving on. Okay. So let's discuss, shall we? It's going to get juicy in here. (laughs) All right. Before we get started talking about Joe Rogan and Neil Young and what's going on there. I do want to comment on free speech because I want to make sure that everyone who is at least listening to my podcast understands that free speech is not just free speech. It is not. It is not. It is not meant to be okay for hate speech, bigotry, misinformation, lying to the public. It was meant for all sides to be heard so that we could fairly govern ourselves. Okay, our forefathers never thought in a million years that it would be used to lie to people about science. But that's beside the point. I looked up the definition and some key elements of freedom of speech. There are times when freedom of speech is not protected under the First Amendment. Obscene materials such as child pornography, plagiarism, 
defamation, libel, and slander. So libel and slander are if you say enough terrible things about another person to have them lose their job, impossible for them to make a livelihood, etc. You can't do that. That's against the law. And, and threatening people. You're not allowed to do that either. Speech inciting illegal actions or soliciting others to commit crime is also not protected under the First Amendment. So you can't stand on the street corner and tell people to rob a bank. That's clearly illegal. Freedom of expression is, you know, artistic freedom to say and do what you want to do. In most cases, it can be restricted only if it will cause direct and imminent harm. For example, you cannot go into a movie theater and yell fire because it would cause a stampede and it would be an example of direct and imminent harm. You can probably apply that rule to other things that have happened recently in the news. For example, inciting a riot, but we'll leave that alone. Free speech is not just free speech. You can't just go, free speech, man. You can say what he wants. You can do what he wants. It's free speech. It's not. And Elsie also brought up another very interesting point. Where is it? Because I still have it up, I believe. So if the First Amendment only protects your speech from government censorship, it applies to federal, state, and local government actors. It's a broad category that includes lawmakers, elected officials, but also public schools, universities, courts, and police officers. It does not include private citizens, businesses, and organizations, which means if you are a private school can suspend students for criticizing a school policy. A private business can fire people for expressing political views. Private media company can refuse to publish or broadcast opinions that it disagrees with. Everyone would love it if free speech meant that we could just say and do whatever we wanted. But guess what? If you are reading Fox News and you're watching Fox News, I guarantee you they are publishing that because their advertisers and sponsors have those points of view. Same thing with CNN. Same thing with The Washington Post. Same thing with everything you read. Advertising makes true free speech almost impossible with mainstream media. However, Alex Jones, he can say and do whatever he wants. Maybe not on the format he was on. They decided no more. And just like Twitter can get rid of President Trump if they don't agree with what he's saying. And just like Spotify can get rid of Rogan if they don't agree with what he's saying. So that is where I'd like to begin this conversation, because I just wanted to give you the point of view for Neil first, which is that he basically said he goes or I go, first of all, probably knowing that he would never fire, that they would never fire Joe Rogan, but also to make the point that they they don't have to have him on there if they don't really want to, but they are. So let's start there. Shall we? Does anyone have any Shall. things Shall to we? say so far? Oh my God. No, I think that part of the key thing w- th- w- that you said is that the First Amendment only protects your speech from government censorship. You cannot be arrested. Right. That is something that you need to remember because that's it. It has nothing to do with anything else. Like it's government censorship. So right. that is the first step for you to understand. But anyway, I did write some notes about this because I I didn't want to cover it. I didn't I really honestly didn't want to cover it. I didn't I was I'm just so over it. I'm over this conversation in such a huge way. I can't even, and I do not want to continue to bring like just even more fire to this. But I had so many people independently reach out to me looking for my opinion that I was forced (laughs) to do research and get myself together to be able to to put some information out there. So first of all, if you want to just the facts or the data... Pod News actually this morning, he sent out his Pod News stuff and he's got like a play by play of all the things when that happens, all the factual events. So you're yeah. welcome to go do that. I'm not going to recount all of that stuff so that you see like the play by play, what happened. And I can tell you that right now we are recording on Monday, January 31st. The show is going to be going live on Friday, February 4th, or possibly Saturday, February 5th. And if that's the case, there, there things might have already changed. One of them being the fact that we're finding out that Harry and Meghan have always been, have also been a little bit pushed back against Spotify. We also got a, a video from Joe Rogan in response to this, which is the very first time he's ever responded to anything 
that has been said. So th- that's already happened and it mm-hmm. continues to happen. That said, I'm just going to put a disclaimer here. I've never really been a fan of uh, JRE and I I don't really care to continue to to cover anything that he does because it's just not my cup of tea. That said, mm-hmm. though, I did listen to one episode of his and I was actually riveted the entire time, listened to the whole thing, found it very yeah. interesting. It's just not something I want to listen to. Like I have other things to listen to. That's all. And I'm also not a Spotify subscriber, just to let everybody know, like I don't use Spotify other than to listen to Call Her Daddy. The end. I listen the to end. Call Her Daddy on Spotify every week. Okay. And I thought, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jess. I heard you breathe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's your indication that I need to say something, isn't it? <gasps> so um, Joe is smart. He's not Dr. Smart, but he is good at what he does, just like Howard Stern is good at what he does, just like John Lee Dumas is good at what he does, just like Oprah is good at what they do. They are good at pulling a story out of someone and getting someone's opinion and asking interesting questions. The show itself, whether you're offended by it or not, is relatively interesting. And I haven't, I don't listen on a regular basis. I've heard, I saw the Elon Musk one and one, maybe one other one. But yeah, I'd enjoyed it as well. I don't think he has a terrible show. So we'll just start there as well that, you know, we don't think that his show is terrible. However, for me, we were going to have this whole conversation about, at least in my head, about which who was right and who was wrong. And like, and then Joe put out an apology, you know, and his apology Instagram basically said, you know, I only wanted to talk to people in my basement, like with my friends. I had no idea it was going to be this big. I had no idea I was going to be embroiled in controversy or that it would be a huge jogger nut. And I will try to do better to show all sides of a story. He also defended himself by saying that the two people who were supposedly spreading misinformation are doctors and very highly credited in their field. Um, And he also mentioned that he had a couple people on at the beginning of the pandemic, which, by the way, was two years ago. I guess that's one way to defend that. But to his point, he's a journalist just trying to get a side of the story. However, if you listen to those episodes, he very clearly agrees with them, is encouraged by them, yells at the audience about what to do. So his apology, while lovely... It's not exactly, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not insincere. It's just, it's kind of like too little too late, maybe. Like you've already ranted on your show about vaccines. So like, why are you, what are you saying exactly? I think that the thing that resonated with me about what he was saying, and then I don't want to talk about, I'm just, I'm letting you know, I don't want to talk about him anymore. This is going to be it because I want to talk about how it impacts actual podcasters, how this conversation impacts podcasters. Yeah, is the that's most next. Part, the part that I want. But the fact that in a lot of different ways, his show is very much like our show, meaning we oftentimes have an agenda that we want to, you and I need to talk about things. And then we do what we did in the last episode, which was we didn't talk about any of it. We went completely in a different direction. A lot of the time I will say something and then we'll just go on some random tangent. I don't know what you're talking about. No. And then we don't know what we're saying. And a lot of the times we're not prepared to the degree that we need to in order to discuss a lot of things because we do this with the least amount of preparation possible. I mean, seriously. Pulling that back the curtain. That's why we've been able to do it because we get on here because it's interesting and we want to talk about some things and sometimes you want to talk about it and sometimes I want to talk about it and sometimes we just go off on some random tangent and it's entertaining and it's fun and we're over and we're done. Let's say we all of a sudden became super crazy famous and we were getting millions of dollars and we've been doing this thing all the time where we just like show up and we do our thing and we keep going, right? And We've put our foot in our mouth a lot of different times. We have said things that we're probably shouldn't say and in a lot of different ways, but nobody's really caught it because mm-hmm. we don't have as many millions of listeners as him, right? And I think that there comes a point as podcasters, because he started just because he literally just wanted to have friends, good conversations with people in his basement or whatever. I get that. I understand. Yeah. That's kind of how a lot of podcasters start. Yeah. So of when does it change from 
I just wanted to have conversations about who cares? Why do I have to work so damn hard to yeah. check facts, to have <laughs> right. the right people talking with me, to, mm-hmm. to like, oh, I shouldn't have said that, to like make, take all the joy and the fun out of it. So I'm saying, when does it change? When do we then go, oh, we got to watch what we're saying because now there's a lot of people listening to us. When does that happen? Does it start from the beginning? What if somebody just wants to get behind the mic and they just want to talk? Is that now not a thing anymore? Uh, is that is now everybody that gets behind the mic knows that you have to be and you're absolutely responsible for the words that come out of your mouth? I mean, isn't that sort of a given? I don't mean to be thick. I don't know because there's a lot of podcasters who just want to have fun behind the mic and they just want to start talking. I'm putting this out there for y'all to kind of model on this, right? Again, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, when does that level of responsibility get to a point where he's now going to have to really, truly vet whoever he wants to have a conversation with? He has to be a lot more strategic in how he has these conversations. He has to be a lot more mindful about when he's having the conversations. He's going to have to have that disclaimer at the beginning of the show where he's going to say, this is not the, or like, this is, what did he say? This is not the general population. I don't know what it was, whatever the normal, not normal. That's, those are wrong words. (laughs) You're just digging it right now, aren't you? I know the the narrative that is the most potent in the space, Mm -hmm. whatever that one is, this is not what this conversation is going to be about. So there's going to be a disclaimer there. So Is that how we would start the show? Like you and I get on the mic and we're going to go, we are going to talk about X and we are going to say, talk about this from the perspective that's never really been given light of day Mm -hmm. in mainstream media. It's going to be about this other thing. Just letting you everybody know, we're just going to talk about this and unpack that thing, right? So even in the process of talking about it, are we responsible for what we say? Are we responsible for having somebody who believes in that other thing on the show, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I personally feel that once there's a certain level of influence that you have, your responsibility changes. Mm -hmm. He's been put in a position of leadership, really, that he never asked for. Mm -hmm. So how do you pivot into that? What's the process of that? I think that there's been times when I've also been, I was a reluctant leader person because I started to do these things. I never thought like I am going to be the podcasting expert that does the blah, blah, and then this and that. And and I now am in that position. I have already gone through the process of accepting that and actually being okay with it and recognizing the responsibility and the and the strength that it is to have a voice in this space in this way. So I get that, but I didn't come into it with a, I want to do that. In fact, I still leave. I still am like, you know what? I want to step back of this because I, why me? I have no interest in it. Even this, at this point, I don't want to be talking about this because it's annoying to me. But as a leader, we have to, in some way, we have to take the responsibility to teach our people. I'm wondering what you think about that. I mean, intention is only part of the excuse. Just because you don't intend for something to get large doesn't mean it's not going to get large. I mean, look at what we did with She Podcast. Like, we didn't intend for it to be, I mean, I didn't intend for it to be literally anything. But as it grew, we became more responsible for what was happening in there. Correct. He needs to be held to the same accountability, which I don't think he's being held to. I think someone handed him a pile of money to do whatever he wants. And that's how he's been conducting himself. Like he's like, he's just gotten paid to build a playground and play on it. And that's not how it works. And I love that he was kind of sad that Neil Diamond hates his guts because that's how Neil it should Diamond. feel. Not Neil Diamond. Ah, you Neil said Young. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. Neil Young. Right. Good God. I'm sorry. I don't even have Neil Diamond on the brain. That was the weirdest thing. Anyway. So yeah, I do think he should be held responsible for the things that are said on his show that he says on his show. But I also know that to me, The issue of vaccination, I'm going to hit a hot button here. Don't yell at me about my opinions on this subject either, because I'm not telling you my opinion on the subject. What I'm telling you is that it's a very similar topic of argument because the two sides are arguing completely different things. For example, abortion. 
one side is arguing that it's the woman's right to choose. The other side is arguing the science behind when does it become a person? Like, I don't even know how they're two of the same conversation. Yet the two sides will bitterly argue back and forth, even though they're talking about women's rights and they're talking about, you know, how long it takes for a fetus to feel or whatever, you know, to have a brain or be a feet or whatever. The science behind when it becomes a person. Similarly, with vaccination, I feel like they're two different conversations. One is a conversation about keeping our society healthy and doing your part to make sure that we're all safe so we can get out of this mess. And the other side is arguing about free speech and government control. Like they're like they're not even the same topic. So expressing your opinion about one, in my opinion, doesn't even tell you about the other. So all these memes about people being like, oh, yeah, you're not going to have a vaccine. But once you get covid, though, you don't mind going to the hospital and having them pump you full of drugs to make sure you don't die. That's OK. But it all could have been avoided if you would have just taken the vaccine. No question. But the question is not, should I get it? But can they make me? Right. That is a totally different conversation than whether or not you should. I'm only saying that to say that can Joe, I, and again, I haven't watched, I haven't listened to the show. So like, I don't know if he's like doing the whole government control, you can't make me thing. Or if he's doing the whole like vaccines are bad for you. Because if he's doing, you know, the doctors who are saying vaccines are bad for you. I don't know how you can't already know that's dumb because everyone in this country is vaccinated for something. We're born and we get vaccinated. Only recently have people chosen not to do that. Only like in the last, say, 15 years. Our parents, I believe if you were born in this country, you're vaccinated. If you were born in this country more than 20 years ago, you are vaccinated for something in this country. I mean, that's not to say, you know, I don't know if you're vaccinated, Elsie, because you came here later. I get the point that what you're saying, absolutely, in terms of the the discussions that are going on. And I'd add another part to this equation, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who do comment on his show and, number one, have never listened to it. Right. (laughs) You don't know he's a maniac. Right. Yeah. And number two, I think you could listen to Rogan for a year straight of the amount of content he's got out there. Oh, my God. Way more. There's something to be said when you listen. For those of you who are in the chat here, you obviously get something out of watching Jess and I or discuss things, right? And there is an element to you showing up here every time and getting to know us as we go through. Now, if somebody only took a snippet of our show and posted it in different places, they would get just a sliver of who we are and what our show is about and the nuance of our friendship and who we are as people and the things that we stand for. And maybe there's times when I would say something that um, maybe goes against my own personal opinion, but I'm here to teach about other things to make sure that people understand X, Y, and Z. So you might get a different aspect of it. There might be times when we've come on and we're totally not on. We're more forgetful. We're kind of less on it. We, you know, There's so many different things. And if somebody only gets a sliver of that, then they're not going to really get the entirety of the show. And I think that that's what happens in, the, in our day and age right now is that we're no longer used to learning about things in a deeper way and to really understanding something because we're now just wanting everything to be in like 30 seconds or less. And it's more like TikTok and Instagram and quick bites and scrolling through Twitter and then seeing headlines and then making your opinion based on what the tweets are saying. And so that's what I started to feel like the pressure of. I cannot record a podcast episode and discuss this issue based on what I'm seeing in tweets. Like I scoured and I went to a bunch of different articles. I sat down and I wrote notes for two hours last night 
just to get an idea of what all of the context was and from a variety of different opinions and, and places that had nothing to do with the argument, just like what you're talking about, Jess, that had nothing to do with Rogan and the actual issue that had everything for me to do with podcasting, which is what I do know about. Mm-hmm. And nobody's really talking about some of those things. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Because that other stuff is like, Yes, that's the same thing. But in all honesty, this, however it plays out, is going to seriously impact the podcasting industry. And that's my industry. So what's the negative side? Because the precedence, the precedent set of something like this can force a way of consumption, of allowance, of monitoring, of infrastructure that may or may not be optimal for a lot of people because we want to have like even just the like I was just thinking about the context of it. Spotify did also uh, publish a letter where they said they're going to have like disclaimer and they have a thing and like like these rules like you can't say these things in an episode and blah 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 and they're going to take things out and all this and that. Already for the past two years they've taken down over 20,000 podcast episodes. And I can tell you that for Libsyn, which is the company that I work for, for those of you who might possibly not know, this was a thing that was happening all the time where we were getting support tickets going like, my show's not showing up on Spotify, what's going on? Or they took my episode down and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. And we had to figure, oh, it's because you had COVID in your title. And that's why it was taken down. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started to report and say, don't put COVID-19 in your title. Don't put any words that have to say, because if those were trigger words that were used by like whatever algorithm to start to remove some shows. And some of the shows were like silly shows or like shows that were making fun of something that were purely for comedic value. Some of them were not even discussing anything. Some of them were talking about alternatives to like how to support, like if you're suffering from COVID-19 and how to make yourself feel better at home, like alternative treatments. When you're going through the process, like, I don't know, like vitamins and like some foods and minerals and things that you need to do to keep your immune system up. A lot of those were also being censored, not censored, but yeah, maybe they were being censored. They were taken off. Mm -hmm. So who's going to make that decision? Who's going to sit? Because currently they have I can't even tell you how many podcasts they have on their sh- on their platform right now. But who's going to sit there and go, oh, this podcast is talking about how to support whatever X, Y, and Z. This podcast over here, by on the other hand, is using coded words to talk about the issue. Because that's what people do now. They use coded words. That's you. You don't even talk about the the actual thing anymore. It's all code. How I do mean, they know? Who's going to listen? What do you mean? They just know. Maybe they just tell each other like a little secret no, cult. No, 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 no. Who's going to remove the shows is what I'm saying. Like who's in charge of understanding the context in the content and what's the protocol? Is it transcripts? Is somebody going to sit there and read all the transcripts? Is somebody going to listen to somebody's voice and understand that they were just making a joke and understand that they were just making fun of somebody? What if I was quoting? What if I was reading some person who's saying all kinds of lies and I was quoting from an article and it's in our transcript, but those key words are key word and they throw out our, our, our episode. Who's going to, what are you going to do? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you have backups. Jess, that's not the point. The point is now these companies, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever other place are being put in a position where they have to now establish an infrastructure to be the boss of what the content is, what what's good and bad. Like we are making them do that. And who's going to be the boss of that? Are you saying that's not a good idea? No, I'm just saying it is not an easy thing. I would not want to moderate loads of content coming into my platform and spend and hire people, the vetting of the people that are working, the algorithms that need to be created. Like there's a lot of work involved in doing it as best as possible. And as we know, if we just rely on algorithms, they're going to have their algorithm thing skewed towards what we don't want. 
algorithms are biased, even though they're algorithms. Mm -hmm. So there are layers upon layers upon layers. It's not an easy solution. I'm not saying we don't need to take it on, especially if you want to play the game in the tech industry and become um, a distributor and become somebody who is in the media and creating and paying creators and promoting them and all that stuff. I'm not saying that that's not a thing, but now they're in a position of having to make those choices. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So it's very in-depth. But you don't think it's an issue of free speech, which is what most people are screaming when they stick up right. for Joe No, Rogan. I don't think it's an issue of free speech. I think that it's an issue of responsibility. And I think Kara Swisher, I wish I would have put her tweet in here. Actually, this was a quote from the Washington Journal. She's in the thing. It said that it's a tech company looking to maximize profits is what the quote was inside of there. Because when you become a media company, you are held responsible for the content on your platform. You are distributing, you are creating, and you are promoting. That's the issue to deal with. That's the question to really deal with there. They are no longer in a position to just to just be like, but I don't know. I was going to say, let's just say someone argued with what we're saying right now and decided they want to take some kind of action. They couldn't because we have no boss as of now. No, they could actually reach out to Libsyn and say, how dare you host? Libsyn doesn't pay for this show. This show. No, I know what I'm saying. They could reach out to Libsyn and say, oh, because they host. What are you doing? Because they host us. Correct. Yeah, but. Yeah, but what? They host everybody. Yes, that's the point. When is somebody going like, I, you know, that just simply disagrees with us versus somebody who really needs to be taken down? Like, who makes that choice? The government. I already explained this. Hate speech. No. Oh, my God. You mean for misinformation? It's in, to such a degree of nuance. All right. But let's take, for example, a flat earth. No, I don't want to that- talk just... Jess, I'm not, I don't want to talk about the specifics. I'm talking about what the platforms are going to be forced to deal with. But that's my point. Certain things are proven to be false or true. Other things are opinion. And we as a human race should be able to decipher between the two. Fact. Right. Opinion. But what I'm saying, but again... If I were to say and not agree, well, like there's a, there's opinion and fact. Absolutely. I understand. I get that. I know you get it. I get that. I'm just. But what I'm saying to you is if we get to a point where that opinion and fact is not where it stops, where it's like, well, they don't believe in, you know, like, let's take the vaccines. What if there's like the anti, like, and they, and you know that that person does not vaccinate. Or like that host. And it's like, well, and they often talk about it and and they say like, I don't, but you can. There are plenty of people I know who don't vaccinate their children that don't stand around yelling at everyone else who does it. That's the point. But if you have a podcast and you talk about it on the show and you have people that you've influenced simply by like we if I talk, by the way, I just got these like new these new headphones from um, Shore Microphones, they they sent these to me and they're amazing. So if I were to share with you, like, these are like, you need to get these, like, this is like, I mean, you don't have to get them. I mean, I like them, but they're like super, they're so comfortable in your ears. And I start to talk about them and people are like, what is it that Elsie was saying? She was, she's she's using those headphones. Yes, that's what I, of course, I'm using just the point. I feel like my head is spinning with this. Science is science. I don't think that you're getting to my point here. I don't saying, think I am. I don't think I am. No, you're not. I'm saying that just so like, let's say I would say this. I acknowledge that vaccines are scientifically proven to work and they're the best choice for most people in this country. But they don't work for me. What okay. if I said that? I don't want to. OK, in my show. OK, that's not misleading. Anyone. Over and over and over again. That's not misleading anyone if you acknowledge that they work for other people and they're not, they may or may not be dangerous. What if that flags me when I say, what if it is going to, I understand, I don't want to have my children vaccinated. I don't want to vaccinate anymore. I, I, I don't believe in vaccination for me. And that's what I said. I don't believe in vaccination for me. Okay. 
those little words that I said on my show and that were recorded and went out via RSS were found by the algorithm and they removed that episode. And then they started to remove all my shows anytime that I talk about any kind of vaccination. Okay, that's different. You're right. The algorithms can't work. Is that your point? That's the point because... Okay, yeah. The algorithms cannot work. What's the logistics? It's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think people... People are like, we have to like... What are the logistics of these platforms creating that? Right now, the the logistics are if someone makes a stink, we pay attention. Exactly. So people are going to And most people just start to climb on and they don't even know what the actual issue is. Now, I do... We are heading on to the hour here and I really want to talk about a couple of things here. So one of them is that you have to understand this. There was a lot of independent podcasters that quit Spotify because they... They just didn't want to have anything to do with it. So then I started to think about the choices that some of these podcasters were making were obviously based on their point of view. And and that is great that they have an opportunity to do that. But there are a lot of folks out there who Spotify has meant a lot to them. Number one, they have purchased Anchor and Anchor provides free podcast hosting for a lot of people. In fact, so many people that would possibly never have gotten into podcasting in the first place because having to pay for hosting is simply not something they can do at that moment. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of voices that are using Anchor to do their shows out there that are serving communities that are often underrepresented in so many different ways. And this is the place that they get to do it because it's free. There's a lot of nonprofits that are using Anchor for that as well. And now they're being put in a position where they're like, oh my God, maybe they don't have the ability to change podcast hosting. The majority of new audiences, specifically those that are more diverse, are also consuming content via Spotify. These are the newer audiences out there. These are not the historical, you know, cultural podcasting listeners that are Apple podcast centric that know about Overcast and Castro and Pocket Cast and all of the other podcast apps out there. These are people who have been exposed to podcasting for the very first time because Spotify now has it. These are communities that are sharing their podcast primarily through Spotify. And these are podcasts that mostly have the majority of the audience in Spotify. And then so All of these podcasts leaving Spotify is actually going to be a disservice to the communities that they serve because they're being put again in a position where they didn't even know that was a thing. You're denying access to a lot of folks who don't have iOS devices at their disposal. They might just only have Android, which is, again, the leading OS in the world is Android, not iOS. So anything outside of the U.S., They have no access. You pull your show out of Spotify, there's a lot of folks that are outside of the U.S. that are not going to be able to listen to your show now. It's one of the easiest ways to be able to share your show with people. It is. Regardless of OS, it's Spotify. It may not be the best place. Hey, I don't listen to to shows on Spotify, but it's the easiest ways to share it. Can we just, out of curiosity, see how much, I mean, do we get any traffic from Spotify at all? No, we don't. But Jess, we don't. I know that's not the point. Number one, you know why? Let me tell you why that happened. Because number one, we were kicked out of Spotify because our image was one pixel off. It was like 1400 by 1399. Oh, that's right. (laughs) And we got kicked off and I didn't even realize we were kicked off, number one, for I don't even know how long. Then we had to resubmit. And when you resubmit, you lose your ranking. And then so we lost all of that ranking that we had before. We never come out when somebody is trying to search for a podcast. If they search for She Podcast, maybe now it's different. And number two, we never promote Spotify. We just don't. We don't promote Spotify. We don't tell people to listen on Spotify. We actually barely promote our show as it is sometimes. not true, but okay. uh, But all I'm saying is there's that aspect of it. Actually... Spotify is our number two source of traffic at 126 downloads compared to Apple, which is 12,000. <laughs> Sorry, I had a... <laughs> so ridiculous. And iHeart, 
coming in third at 95. Yeah, well, it's just what I'm saying. I think so it's all as time. you can see, there's a lot of folks who have a completely different experience of their stats than what you're reading. There are some people who the majority of That's stuff true. is coming through Spotify. I know. We just and don't, so, we don't push it that much. I know. Right. Exactly. So I think that there's all of these things now that we're thinking about. There's a lot of podcasters out there that number one, can't be moving from hosting. There's a lot of communities that are, if, if, you know, they start to pull things down, it's going to affect a lot of people, particularly those people who are generally just excluded from conversations or are outside of the U.S. And I think that people haven't been thinking about that. It is, it's just, it's not... It's not. And I also have questions because here's the other thing. So how many, so there of the 172 million subscribers will, will delete their account? Like how many? What might do? 172 million. And then how many of the 381 million monthly listeners will stop listening? Like how many of those? And what's the breaking point? We don't know yet, but we do know that their stock tanked like 25% which is a lot. I believe it was like 4 billion. They lost 4 billion. It's horrible. Something like, it's like crazy. It is That's crazy. And I mean, I'm sure it'll build back up. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Neil Young is kind of a big deal. Yes, I hear that. He is the grouchiest hippie that ever lived. Yes, Just say exactly. It like that. He right. is so fucking grouchy. Yeah. And so uh, people kind of affect, like, there's a point where you just kind of, oh my God, it's this dude again. Cause he's, he's, he's like that guy. Right. And it's like, to me, it feels like who was that, that other director? There's a director that got really angry and he was like, films that are being delivered on Netflix and streaming. Was it Francis Ford Coppola or was it was another one of those famous dudes? Uh, yeah, he's kind of where a grouch, he was like, yeah. I can't like my films will never be in those streaming platforms because a movie is a movie. It's a film like you have to do the thing and you got to do it just on the thing. And it's like everybody else was sort of like it's the it's already changed now. Like things are now like this. The movie releases are now no longer going to be the way that they were. And no, it's not just going to be just in the movies. I I think part of the conversations when it comes to to these folks, you know, it it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter who quits at whatever thing. It's going to hit somebody different. Like, if the person that you really love takes a stand, the Mm -hmm. one that really is relevant to you takes a stand, that's when you're going to pay attention. Because if it's somebody who you kind of like are like oh yeah i know that guy (laughs) but that but not really has an impact on you like you're not going to do something because they did it but you are going to do it if it's relevant to you and when what is that like who is that for you that's why you know the president gets like who was it olivia rodrigo she was called to go to the white house to be an advocate for getting a vaccine because she is very influential with gen z and her music is like everybody's listening to her songs you know and Mm -hmm. having her go to the white house and talk about getting vaccinated was much so impactful for those people it would not have been like if she did something in terms of leaving Spotify, that would have a bigger hit for a lot of folks, especially the newer generation. I think I'm just really my biggest concern is that, especially in podcasting, we're really not thinking about, at least for me, that the independent podcasters, what does this do for them? The ones that are just doing the work, the ones that are just wanting to get their show out. And and what about their communities, the ones that are listening to those shows, not the super famous ones, the ones that have the smaller amount of downloads, but are really building something. And it starts to... Do you think it means our influence goes down, our credibility goes down? What do you mean, being on Spotify? No, but if we're oh. being censored. No, being on Spotify, I mean, for some people it could, but that's their business. I was more discussing like... If we're being censored and bigger companies are paying attention with some kind of algorithm, I don't know. Does it discredit us somehow? Like knowing that whatever we're actually saying could be wiped? I don't think it's discrediting. It just, it's not discrediting. It's just the same as the rest of the media. Mm. 
It means we don't have this. That's what I'm telling you. Like podcasting will fundamentally change. It's not going to be the same. After this. Yeah. Well, depends on what happens because we haven't seen what's going to happen yet. We don't know. And John is is sharing. He shared about, you know, podcasting 2.0 and Adam Curry and all that. Now, I have to say this. I would like somebody that is a diehard She Podcast community member who has been around the block a few times, specifically loves our Facebook group. You must be in the Facebook group in order to send us feedback. But Mm -hmm. I would love for you to send us some feedback talking about the podcasting 2.0 RSS feed tags and the podcast index and just say like, I know what that is and say whether or not you support it, the end. I'm keeping it vague because I want to hear from our community. And I hope that maybe I'm proved wrong, but I can almost 100% say that most folks are going to be like, what What even, what, what is, what is that? What does it mean? What are RSS feed tags? Where does it like all, nobody knows. You don't even know how to implement it. And I'm, and again, I mean, I know that it's important. There's many different things that I'm like super thankful for that being a thing. Like I get it. I totally understand it. But for the everyday podcaster, the people that we serve, it's so hard. People already get so confused. Can I put my, can I upload my show to iTunes, please? Like we're (laughs) just trying to get them to understand that it's Apple podcast, no longer iTunes. We're just working at that. Okay, so how (laughs) are we going to explain more? (laughs) (laughs) So true. It's sad, though. It's sad. Oh, God. How do I get like that thing on Instagram? How do I get my show to like have those little like the audio in Instagram? That's what they want to know. Yeah. They don't want to know anything else. So I know. And like Lena knows because I taught her. Yes. But see. That's like yeah. different because she knows because she, yes, for anyway. All right. I think that we've have talked a I lot about this. I think we've yelled this. enough for Holy one day. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Correct. Well, thank you guys so much for being here and listening to our rant today about <laughs> free speech and algorithms. If you want to give us your opinion, please do so. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ShePodcast. And of course, go to our website, ShePodcasts.com dot com what else is there anything else i don't think so so we will just sign off and say thank you so much for being with us thank you for listening thank you for being my friend love you mean it bye